Welcome to the Aaron LeBauer Show. This is the number one show for passionate physical therapy and healthcare entrepreneurs looking to level up their income and impact on the world. If that's you, then you're in the right place. So sit back, chill out, and let's get into the show. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Aaron LeBauer Show. Today, we're going to talk about when to call it quits. When to pull the plug. When to say sayonara. You have know, always said, and I say all the time, like, you only lose when you quit, so don't quit. Well, today, we're going to talk about when to call it quits. Really, it's actually how to make or when to make the decision to pivot and keep your focus on what's working. Because some of the biggest mistakes I've made are to ignore what's working and try something new. Like, I can tell you this, there's plenty of things, and I'm gonna go through a couple examples today where something was working, and I thought I needed to do something different, or I knew I needed something different, but I didn't choose the right thing or the right one. So, I'll just give a little high-level high overview, and then I'm gonna dive deep into just some examples from my own business. Um, and maybe I need to you know, give an example from the clinic as well. Here's the thing, is when you quit, you lose. But if you keep trying, you're gonna win. And you keep working, and you take the things that don't work and you turn them into a lesson. How can I do this better next time? And there's always a time and place to stop doing something. So we don't wanna just keep doing something and run ourselves into the ground. So when you have a business and you work with a coach like me, you have a focus. You know, Bedros used to always tell me, you know, Aaron, you know, you're going to do this and just put the blinders on. And I'm working with Taki and we create um, roadmap, a game plan for ourselves. And we have our projects. It's like, I'm just going to focus on the projects. Like I know, like for a while it was 12 members in the mastermind. Then it was 25 and it's 50, you know, and the next is 100. Right? Like if that's my goal, I'm not going to go do something that's going to take me off target. Well, I've done a couple of things along the way that have taken me off target. And I want to share those with you. Um, and I want to share them with you today so you don't make the same mistakes. So let me just start there and say there's, I got four examples of things that weren't working that we decided to pull the plug on. But they weren't things that took me away from the goal. They're things that got me actually closer. And so when I was in Hawaii a few weeks ago for Boardroom Mastermind, um, George Bryant came and spoke. And he said the secret to scale is using a scalpel. So a lot of times when we're growing our business, we think we need to add more things. I've made these mistakes, but really what we need to do is take them away. So let's start, let's start with, you know, the first one. So I have a program, it's called the Cash PD Blueprint. I've been selling it since 2013. Or maybe it was 20, yeah, I think this is about 10 years right now. Um, I sold my first product online in the spring of 2013 for 37 bucks. Um, I actually still have it for sale, um, but I don't really want you to buy it. <laughs> You know, um, but anyways, I sold the Cash PD Blueprint. Did it 2013. I sold it on a sales page and then webinars, and it was crushing it. And I put hundreds of people through it at that time. And people said, "Aaron, we need to learn more marketing." People kept coming to me and saying, "Marketing is a problem. I need more new patients." And I was like, "All right, let me make a system. I'm going to make a video. I'm going to. I'd made master classes. I created a course on how to market your cash practice, how to market your business. It was called the Cash PT Marketing System. I think now it's called the Ultimate PT Marketing System because I changed. I tried changing the name. And really what it was, was a series of six videos and trainings that I did and I taught to my mastermind members at the time, but uh, 
talked to them on how I built and automated my cash-based physical therapy clinic. Okay, and I went and I, I built it like, this is great, this is the thing, and I went and sold it on a webinar, and I think I did a webinar, and I think I did okay. I mean, it was twenty four ninety seven. I think I sold it for, did I sell it for 1500 on the webinar? I, I can't remember, but um, I did two webinars with it, I sold it through emails and, and other people that been in the course. I think I made like 22 sales, but I had like six refund requests. And I was like, what is the deal? And I spent like six months trying to sell this thing and letting the blueprint sell on Evergreen or whatnot, trying to do the webinars. I didn't sell that many. And at the end of that year, after six months, I looked back and it's like, well, if I had been selling the blueprint, I would have made more revenue. Um, people weren't really buying this thing. It was, I was getting refund requests. Why was I getting refund requests? Because the work is really hard. <laughs> You know, and it was basically showing you, here's what I did, and people weren't willing to do the work. People said, oh, they didn't like it. I'm like, I know it had done the work because I'd help people with it in our mastermind, but they were buying it as a course and like just follow along, and it was just, it was too much. And that's one of the secrets about creating courses is most of us put too much in there. And so, you know, I gave some refunds, and I was like, this is bullshit, whatever. Um, but I looked back and saw like, I should have been selling the thing that was making me money at that time, but I wasn't, I was selling the thing people told me they wanted, but what I learned was that, is that that's what people think they want. I learned that physical therapists and healthcare providers and people with businesses, when they're struggling, think they need more new patients. And there is a case for getting more new patients. But when you look at people's businesses, or I look at people's businesses, there's other things that are broken, like their sales and onboarding process. You've got to have a solid sales and onboarding process. Otherwise you're losing leads through like holes in the system. So hear me tell you what I did to fix it. I created that course, I'd sold it. I know it got great results because I got some great testimonials. I mean, it was exactly what I used to automate my practice. Um, and so what I did was I bundled it with the Cash PT Blueprint. And so instead of selling the Blueprint for $1,500 on a webinar, I was selling it for $2,000 on a webinar. And at the time, back in 20. 17, 2016, 2017, people were like, you can't sell $2,000 products on webinars. I was like, watch me. So we sold, I bundled with the blueprint. And so you got the blueprint, all the things, plus the cash PT marketing system or the ultimate PT marketing system um, for a $2,000 price tag. And it started selling and it sold even more of the blueprints at a higher price. So what I did was I took a, a loss, learned the lesson, and I added value to something I was already selling that already worked. So I stopped selling the cash PT marketing system and went back to selling the blueprint. I had someone buy it. I mean, I left the website up. Someone bought it off the website about a year ago for full price. And I'm sure they got value out of it because I know one module, you know, one new patient per module is going to pay for that thing in droves. And that course is how I automated the onboarding and the marketing systems. So, not to move too sideways, but I have ADD, so I'm going to move sideways. So I had this marketing system. One of the other things I said, okay, you know what? Let me make it even easier for people and let me build out the, you know, the, all the email follow-ups and systems that you need. <laughs> so this is, I'm just going to lead this into um, example number two. Um, I probably should have started somewhere else, but I have, I have another example. Um, and to make it even easier for people over time, I was like, all right, we created PT email engine because people are like, Aaron, it's heavily relies on forms and follow up emails. Um, if I could just have your emails are set up for you. So I did it. 
I built PT email engine. I enrolled 350 people into PT email engine. At the time, I, it, I've killed the PT email engine. If you have an account, it's still running, but we may be closing it down because I have, but I have a better offer for you now. I had up to, I think, 130 active accounts, but I'd put 350 people in it, and that was at anywhere from $49 to $99 a month. So what was I generating when I killed it? was about, let's see, um, 132 people times, let's just say 50 bucks. I was generating, you know, there, I was generating about $8,000 a month, which is close to six figures with the PT email engine. Um, a lot of the people I think that quit got it. I ran two Black Friday specials for a dollar. You got the three courses that taught you how to use the PT email engine and you got the a $1 trial. And a lot of people quit that after 30 days because I think they were just after the course, which is fine. And I hope that if that was you, you got that course and used it for something. And if it helped you in any way, I'd love to hear about it. So Aaron, why do you have a thing that people are enrolling in from the blueprint and mastermind and other places, and it's making you $8,000 a month? Why would you kill it? Well, it was a pain in the ass. It was a big pain in the ass. It was, um, there were two reasons. It was, um, it was I was white labeling active campaign. And I created an agency and we wrote up a template and we could make new accounts. Well, Active Campaign still this day is unable to support me even as an end user, but as part of the agency, it's my job to do the direct support to my customers. And when my customers have a problem, I can't fix a lot of the backend stuff. Like I can teach you how to market and I can teach you what not to say, but I can't fix like something in the software. I would have to go to Active Campaign and it'd take them. It start at first it was fine. I had a contact, but then it started taking them two weeks, even three weeks to get back to me with a support issue for one of my customers who's now mad. And I've got now I've got to give them two months free and you know, whatever. They can't send things out. Like that just started happening way too much, way too often. So that was pain in the ass number one. And two New clients come in and really think that like, while I am giving you a template and all the emails think that they don't have to do any work. And like, I get it. Like I'm giving you a solution and the sales page is really great. And it promises, I mean, but what you got to do is you got to go put your name in there instead of mine, which I actually do that for you, but you got to go put your practice location in there. You got to update some of the emails in a way that, you know, reflects your business and not mine. If I'm going to do it for you, I got to charge you $5,000. Like it's, you know, and I still need your help. And so there's a certain part of it where it's like customer facing, where it's like, it wasn't that one person was a pain in the ass. It was just, it was a pain in the butt because it took so much of our team's bandwidth for something that had a fixed monthly fee. Like I had a fixed monthly fee with it, you know, and then I'm reselling it. And then I've got you know, admin. And I had one person come in. I said, look, I'll let my VA work with you to resolve this problem. And then they start asking my VA all kinds of other questions. And all of a sudden I get this bill for a thousand bucks. And I'm like, they were asking my VA to build their, their lead magnet for them. And I, as a business owner, I didn't put any parameters on that. Like I didn't think the VA would just go down this rabbit hole, but she's like, I thought you authorized this. And, you know, then that person still quit and left the platform and that ruined any profit margin I had from that person for like three years. And it's just like, ugh, that's not what I got into business for. So, you know, th there's, there's a couple lessons here. Um, lesson was one, I built something that should have been easy and it wasn't. Um, and I realized it wasn't, I, I wasn't charging enough for the service I was providing. 
I really wasn't. 49 bucks, it was a steal. And if you got that, you're lucky. Um, it was a steal uh, for what it did and what it can do for you. So, you know, I should have charged 97 or 197 a month for it. Um, but I was looking, I thought it would be easy. I thought I could systemize it. Even when I started, I had a team member who's no longer with us who I said, hey, if you help me grow this, I'll give you 5% of the gross revenue. And she agreed, but didn't stay along um, for the ride uh, long enough to see any fruits of that labor because uh, I didn't want to have to manage it. But it ended up, lots of things had to come through me, especially because active campaigns started dropping the ball. Um, and I created all these videos and it was really hard. And then I, all of a sudden I'm in the software game, not the coaching game. And I didn't want to be in that game, right? And it just took a lot of bandwidth from our team. So what did I do? I was like, well, it, you know what? I know about, I had initially thought and heard about go high level. And I was like, you know what? But I'm on active campaign. Let me do this. It's not going to be that difficult. <laughs> uh, um, so PT BizCon came through this last year and I was like, right, when PT BizCon's over, I'll just have my team start going down the path and we're just going to create a go high level platform. We're going to make PT email engine 2.0. We'll add all the other things that it does. Um, cause go high level has more things like two way texting and it can do courses and websites and give you a phone number and it can manage social media. It can do all these other things that like active campaign can't do, or the active campaign can only do at a higher price point. And as I'm building it out, one of my clients, Brandon Smith, was, you know, had a similar idea and started building it out. And we were chatting. And what I realized was, and after we talked a few times, is it's in my best interest in his to partner together, where I refer him people to DPTpreneur, and I take people from PT Email Engine and move them over there so they get even more um, services, more help. It's still not a we do it for you type of thing. It's a still we we give you a template and we do it with you and you have to do a lot of the work, but the time to completion is so much shorter because of the work that we've put into it, creating templates and setting it up. But what that's allowed me to do is generate more revenue in less time by partnering with somebody else to help them grow their business, which is amazing because, you know, I've done a lot of partnerships, but this is something that my clients need and need help with. And it's just, um, it's taken a big load off us because, you know, truth be told, like, I don't have to go through active campaign anymore. <laughs> I've been on active campaign for eight years and then I brought them 350 customers through PT email engine and another couple hundred customers as an affiliate. I mean, I make 600 bucks a month on affiliates. This is before PT email engine and they can't get me a person to talk to. So active campaign, if you're listening, call me <laughs> like. You know, it's ridiculous. I've brought them easily 500, 600 customers and uh, they've dropped the ball on me. So it's time to move, you know, and this is where the decision is when the pain of staying is greater than the pain of leaving. A lot of times people bring me things like we want you to try our platform or something like the, I've already got a solution and there's no pain with staying with it. Like EMR, like, you know, I'm on intake queue and use Google drive. Like there's no pain staying there. So there's no reason to leave. So that's number two. So we've taken Cash PT Marketing System, improved it by creating PT Email Engine, and improved that again by by building out the snapshot in DPTpreneur, which is basically just taking these same three things and making it even easier for you. At the same time, it's lightened my load um, and given people more of what they want. So I've learned along the way. Okay, I'm going to give you one more example from my coaching business that the thing that I killed. 
it was, I had this, yeah, I knew I needed to create monthly recurring revenue. Um, at some point I was creating course sales. And so I did a couple different things. I took my course and instead of selling it once, I decided to, um, what I do? I think the first thing I decided to do was sell a membership on the back end, $97. And I called it the mastermind. It wasn't plasma mastermind. It was just Aaron LeBauer's mastermind. It was 97 bucks and you got a 90 day trial when you got the blueprint. And then it was 97 bucks a month because what I knew is that people needed the coaching and not just the information. Look, I got into coaching because I thought I could just give people the information. They'd run away with it and just crush it. What I realized is I'm more of a life coach than a business coach. <laughs> and so I had like, how many people? I had like up to 70 people in this like $97 a month thing. And I ended up killing it. You know, and I'll tell you why. It's because people would get to the end of 90 days and they get a $97 charge. Like, you're not going to charge me. I'm like, you clicked the button on the way in that said yes to the three-month trial. Like... And then I had 70 people in it, you know, at any one time. And it was like, and people wouldn't show up to the calls. We did, a, I think, two calls a month. And then I would create creative names, um, you know, office hours or Q&A or blah, blah, blah to get people to show up. And they still wouldn't, you know, I'd get like 10, 8 to 12 people to show up, you know, out of 70 people. So then what I did is I raised the price to three ninety seven. But what I do, maybe you don't have to follow me on this, like, I'm not telling you, you to do anything, so don't try to write this down. But then the course is really like a 10-week course. So I, I dripped the course out, and I said, hey, it's $3.97 a month. You join Aaron's Inner Circle, and you get the course for free. And it takes you three months to go through the course. After doing that for a year, I looked back, and I saw that people were quitting after three months. They got the information, and they'd leave. And I was getting, you know... Average of twelve hundred bucks instead of average of fifteen hundred dollars. So I was lose, actually losing money by giving people what they needed was more coaching and not just information. So and I had forty people in that at three ninety seven a month. And so I had some of the ninety seven months and about thirty five of the three ninety seven a months. I was and I remember at the time I told my brother he said what are you working on? I said I'm trying to figure out how to make thirty thousand dollars a month in monthly recurring revenue. You know, and I killed that program because you know what. I didn't have an admin or assistant, anyone helping me. I was getting emails almost daily, weekly, like, why are you charging me this? I didn't ask to be in part of this. You know, I want to quit, blah, blah, blah. And dude, it just hurt like my mental health. I was just like, I am terrible. But what was happening is people weren't reading the writing. They, I was sending them emails. Hey, you've joined this. And in, you know, 30 days, you're going to get this charge. I mean, I'm on the up and up. I am not a scam, and if you think I'm a scam, you probably wouldn't be listening to this anyways. You'd just be over on Reddit. Um, but anyways, like, that was hurtful. Like, I didn't know how to handle that. I needed an assistant to field all those things. I've got a much better system now, but what I ended up doing was I overlapped and created a mastermind program. And it wasn't called the Platinum Mastermind. It was just I started charging uh, $1,500 a month. I think the first pitch was for $997 a month, the first six people, three of them enrolled at fifteen hundred and three at nine ninety seven, and then it just became fifteen hundred dollars. But as soon as I did that, as soon as I took it from like four hundred to you know a thousand or more, everyone showed up. Eighty five percent of people show up instead of fifteen percent, and people get even bigger and better results. And as I grew my mastermind, I named it Platinum Mastermind because people were like, "Well, I don't know the difference. Inner Circle sounds better, but it was cheaper. Which one do I roll in?" So I I killed it because it was more of a pain in the butt to me. And the Platinum Mastermind has never been that way. It's great. People pay, I mean, it's up to 2100 bucks a month right now. 
people get amazing results making $57,000 in a month, growing a, you know, making $230,000, $240,000 in their first year. Um, you know, the results are even better. Um, okay, what was the lesson with the 97397? What was it? It was it was too much work for me and I wasn't charging enough. It was too cheap. People didn't take it seriously and they didn't show up to the calls. Which was also frustrating for me. I was like, God, I move these calls all around. Like I'll do them on a Sunday night, a Tuesday night, out of my own time, and people aren't showing up. Okay, let me give you an example of something we killed in the clinic. Just because a lot of people listen and physical therapists running a clinic. Massage therapy. Okay, massage therapy was great. I'm a massage therapist. I'm no longer licensed in North Carolina, but I'm still a certified massage therapist. I mean, I started my my career doing that. My ex-wife was a massage therapist as well, and we built this business that had massage therapy in it. And it was like, you know, labour physical therapy, massage therapy, yo- like yoga, <laughs> and physical therapy. I mean, it was like three different things. I-, I can't remember exactly what it was. Well, we were hiring in 2020. Um, we hired a massage therapist. We actually hired her at the end of night 2019. She started work in 2020, and we built up her schedule really quickly. And the first, you know, three weeks of March, she was booked out like 15 people, 18 and 22. And like a full schedule is going to be about 24. But, you know, when you have 24 on the schedule, about two to three, two to four people end up canceling or moving. She was jam-packed. She did one week of like 16 people. And then all of a sudden the next week, COVID, we had to shut down. And I had to cancel two very full weeks of massage therapy. And then it was, that was March, April, May, June. We come back to do in-person PT and I can't get cleaning supplies. Still, you know, it was until May, 2021, where I was like, all right, COVID is good enough. You know, they're like things in the world are happening where I feel comfortable as a business owner and taking the responsibility of doing massage therapy in our practice. So at the time, my wife had been trying to phase out of massage therapy herself by hiring someone else during COVID. You know, she didn't practice because we didn't want to get sick. I didn't want to get sick. She didn't want to get the kids sick. A lot of independent massage therapists had to keep working. The spas all shut down. And so they either quit the profession and did something else or they went into business themselves. And so when I decided I could start hire someone back in 2021, I went to go hire a massage therapist. I'd hired massage therapists before. I couldn't... I looked for a year. I had probably five or six applicants. You know, if you know my application process, you, you fill out a form. I even made, shortened it up. There's a form you fill out, a little type form application at the end. It's like, send in your video. I think I got five or six videos. I interviewed two people on Zoom, one person in person, and we were going to hire him because we had 60, probably 60 gift certificates for massage that we had sold either February 2020 for Valentine's Day, and we did a COVID care package twice during the beginning of COVID because, you know, it was going to end soon. I, I had people to just pile on his schedule, and he decided not to take the job because he wanted to work for himself because what I wanted was a massage therapist who works in our practice, and when their friends ask him where they do massage, like, yeah, you got to come to LeBauer Physical Therapy to do it. Like, that's the kind of, like, person I want. Like, if you're treating patients, I want you treating them in our clinic. I have a massage therapist. I created an amazing job for a massage therapist. He didn't want it. I mean, I probably could find someone, but I looked for a year. And I was just like, you know what? Let's cut massage therapy. And what we do is we went and we looked for a strength coach. 
ended up hiring Chris to do peak performance training, which is what we call it. You know, he's a physical therapist doing more performance training. He's not doing hands-on manual PT. He's doing performance training and coaching with people who want to, you know, operate at peak performance or want to recover. Um, he's doing some kind of like, it's almost like physical therapy light in a way where they're not really injured or in pain, but you know, we help people solve problems, etc. But if it's really physical therapy, they got to go back over to Caitlin. And we've got our own way of delineating the two different things. But I was like, so now our clinic looks very different than it did because I'm divorced from my ex-wife who is a massage therapist. She's no longer practicing there. We no longer have massage therapy. And part of it was, was it not working? Well, if I look back, the massage therapist I had hired, you know, before, like, were always really difficult. They're difficult to find, difficult to manage. Um, expectations wise, like, like I'm a massage therapist. I was a pain in the butt. So what was the lesson? Like, I think massage therapists want to earn more than I can actually charge and then pay them to actually make a profit. So maybe if I want massage again, the next best thing is to rent a room out, but I can rent a room for 500 bucks a month. But when I had done that in the past, they were like, we don't want to pay that much. <laughs> you know, can we split it? And then you've got a bunch of people in there. So what's the lesson? The lesson is you got to adapt with that one. I got to adapt with the times. You know, maybe now there's massage therapists that want to get out and work or as more people go through school, there'll be more massage therapists, you know, but I mean, I looked for a year and I was like, I got to move on and do something different. God, I hate killing some of those programs. I hate talking about it. And it's like at a certain point you have to call it quits. So here's how. So I wrote down this, like, how do you know when to call it quits? Well, it's when you're spending more time and energy on a project than it's giving you back in return or has the potential to give you in the future. I'm gonna read, I think I'll read that again. You call it quits, on a, not, on, not on your goals, but on the project you're working on. When you're spending more time and energy, when it's costing you more time and energy than it's giving you back in return. Like business should be fun. This should be rewarding. It should be like, oh wow, I just did this and people are like, oh, this is amazing and it's great and it's helped me so much. Or it has a potential. I mean, you got to work hard for some things so they, because they have potential future results. But I'm looking at all these, and they didn't have potential future results. They just had potential future frustrations. As I mentioned, you heard in the previous episode, you know, last year, it was last year, 2022 in the spring, I was asked for a divorce. It rocked my world. It was crazy. So here's what happens. A lot of people, like I've had people in our program be like, I've had this major life change or life crisis. I mean... You know, I've had multiple people, you know, in relationships ended, not just mine, and like quit. And what I don't want for you is to use the life crisis as the excuse to stop. Maybe it's easy because you weren't bought in in the first place, but it's not the reason you should stop. It's almost like it's the reason you should move forward and lean in. You know, I joined Black Belt Mastermind about two and a half years ago, um, I think November 2020, December 2020. I was in it for a year and a half and I was able to put in some great systems and then my wife asked for a divorce and it was just like boom I had built these systems through the coaching program that helped sustain me it was great like he had like Taki has just these here do these I adapted it to my thing I have a whole like streamlined evergreen onboarding system um and that helped me keep growing my business and it also was a place where if I needed help I needed something I had a question like I wasn't going through the divorce, I wasn't actively trying to build too much. I just had like a limited capacity. But if I had a question, I got help right away. And I could keep growing my business because I knew once I got past that, that this business is 
the thing that's going to skyrocket and go forward. Like I didn't have the capacity to keep building, but it allowed me to keep growing. The coaching program allowed me to keep growing. There are connections and people in the coaching program that have helped me through this process, have helped me, you know, create new opportunities. The thing I want to say is that the crisis isn't the reason to quit. Don't let the crisis be the reason to quit. It's a signal that it's time for you to go deeper. Um, I sent a message to my friend, Jared Carter. Many of you probably know him, you know, and I was telling him what was going on. And I was like, you know, as you know, like it's the hard things that make you, that make you stronger. And he wrote back, he's like, yeah. And all that, di- you know, diamonds were built under pressure. So if there's one thing I can leave you with is like, when you pull the plug, do it to give you more p- capacity to keep moving forward. And diamonds are built under pressure. So the pressure is what you need to help more people to grow as a person and to grow your business and to keep doing amazing things. Okay. So don't let the challenges and things cause you to quit. Eliminate things that aren't serving you. Hey, maybe that's why you got divorced. Maybe that's why I was asked for one because something wasn't serving her. You know what? Fair enough. You have to eliminate the things that aren't serving you and go in on the things that can help you and help you build a bigger, better, happier, more comfortable. I don't know if that's right. A bigger and better future that helps even more people. Because if you're this far, I know you can go even further. If you're this far, people are benefiting from what you're doing. So you got to keep going. I'll see you on the next show. Hey, what's up? It's Aaron. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed the episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a five-star rating and review over on iTunes. And to catch all the latest from me, follow me over on Instagram at Aaron LeBauer. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.